holy moly, if you build it, they will not come to the website by itself. So instead, I had to find another channel, another sales channel to sell to that already had built-in customers. And that's when I started selling wholesale. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Snyder, and this is the Product Boss Podcast. I've helped launch and grow thousands of product-based businesses, even one of my own. And over the last 20 years, I've seen behind the scenes of businesses just like yours. Whether they are makers, manufacturers, artists, or food and beverage businesses, I have spent so many hours studying it all. I've discovered what makes them successful. What are mistakes they could avoid? How did they turn an idea into successful business? And what are strategies they have used to make more sales and be discovered by more customers? This is what this show is all about. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to become a million dollar product boss, I'm here to give you the permission to chase your dreams, no matter how big or small. All you need is the right mindset, a little courage, strategy, and support, and you too can be the next million dollar product boss. Let's do this. There's a big reason why more than 300 of last year's unicorn startups use HubSpot. And it's because no software keeps you better connected with your teams or your customers so you can crush all your goals. The new HubSpot Sales Hub brings you that power in an easy-to-use platform designed for today's top sales teams. With 360-degree deal management and real-time reporting, you get accurate windows into each and every inch of your business. And with AI-powered tools like ChatSpot, you'll have a dedicated assistant that knows your business inside and out. ChatSpot enables your team with one-step access to a ton of time-saving functions like pulling data, tracking calls, managing leads, and scheduling emails. So trade cold calls for warm leads because when it comes to scaling sales, your software should be smart and the solutions should be simple. Get on track for your best Q1 yet. Check out HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. Hey, friend, and welcome back to the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, and this is your journey of entrepreneurship, and I am here for all of it. And today, we are going to actually dig into how you can build a six-figure business at your own pace, right? At a pace that suits you. So whether you're just starting out or you're looking to scale up, this episode is going to be packed with insights that are tailored just for you, the product-based business owner. So let's transform your business. I always say action takers are money makers, and we can do this one step at a time. But before we dive into today's content, I just have something really exciting to share with you that our best year yet workshops are back. They are back in a big way. And we want to kickstart your year with focused strategies on time management, on how to scale your product-based business effectively, and how if you stay focused, so keeping focus in your business is really going to be that key that unlocks your next level of growth and helps you reach your business goals. And these workshops are totally free and they're designed to give product bosses like you the tools that you need for your breakthrough year. So all you have to do is head to theproductboss.com slash best and we'll get you all signed up and it's totally free. All right. So let's kind of talk about 
the early days. So I remember the early days of my product-based business, and it was the idea of juggling all of the tasks that I had to do. And I always felt like there was never enough time in the day. And especially if you have other responsibilities, right? When I was growing my business, I had my consulting business, where I was helping people start their clothing lines, apparel and accessory brands. And I launched my accessories company, Cuffs Couture. And I just so happened to be having babies. <laughs> so I had my newborn who eventually turned into a toddler. I had my second kid. I was juggling all of these different businesses. And let's say that my full-time job was the consulting business. And my side hustle was my product-based business, which was Cuffs Couture. And It took me a while to realize that building a successful business wasn't just about the hard work, right? Because I'm telling you that I would stay there late. My husband would be so mad at me that I was like late for dinner. I felt like I was always hustling. I had a million things to do, but it wasn't about the hard work. It wasn't about the hustle. It was about doing smart work. And so today I want to go through the lessons that I've learned on this journey, the lessons that I have seen our students take and help you navigate, right? Help you navigate this exciting yet challenging world of product-based businesses. So we're going to jump in. All right. So first what I want to do is I kind of want to dig into setting a realistic goal. So a realistic goal is crucial to understanding where you're going to go. Now, what I love is I love to set a goal. I love to have a target. Because if I have a target to shoot for, I know the direction in which I'm going. And so I've heard a lot of times, or students have said to us, you know, I've never set a goal before. I've never, that's never been something I've done. I've just kind of been doing it day to day. Well, what I want to tell you is actually want to back this up a little bit. I want to tell you that on this podcast, you are going to hear lots of stories. We've been doing these coaching calls once a week, and you're going to hear different types of product-based business owners with different types of products that they sell in categories, different customers. They're in different places in the world. They have different ways of selling and marketing their products. And while you're hearing these stories, and I hope that they're inspirational to you, I also want you to know and see that there are so many different ways. There are so many different paths to profit. There are so many different size businesses that will give you the life, the freedom, the the time and money freedom that you're looking for when you started this business that you created, right? And so what I want you to know is that one, it's completely possible. I know this, no matter what you sell, no matter whether this is a side hustle or a full-time job, no matter whether your goals you feel like are big or small. Do not compare to others. Keep your blinders on and keep doing the work that you need to do to grow your business. All right. Because I know a lot of times you can get distracted and look over there and look over there and say, all these people are doing these things in these ways. And maybe if I did it that way, I would be more successful. But I, what I want you to know is that first, we're going to set this goal because we need a goal to measure our milestones, to measure our success against. And then we're going to think about how are we going to get to that goal? Does that make sense? You with me? Okay. So we're going to set the goal. If you want to get to a six-figure business, which is $100,000, right? We could break that into monthly uh, a monthly amount that is revenue, that is like an average, which is about $8,333 a month will help you hit a six-figure business. All right. So some of you out there are listening and being like, easy peasy, I'm so close. And others of you are thinking, oh my goodness, if only I could sell my first $100 a month. 
totally fine. Because what I want to tell you again is this is at your own pace. When you have the tools, the information, the strategy, the support around you, it's all possible. The first thing, and what I know is the first thing that for me made it possible for me to hit six figures in my first year of my product-based business was just believing in myself and by having a goal. And I remember, and you don't need to do this because business plans are kind of out the window a little bit, but I remember when I started my product-based business, I sat down and I created a business plan because that was a thing you had to do. And I remember thinking, how many cuffs do I need to sell? And my goal was a million dollars. I was just like, how many cuffs do I need to sell to make a million dollars? And I think it ended up being like, 8,000 units. It wasn't anything crazy with my average order value. And I was like, oh, only 8,000 units. That's possible. I didn't have a timeline to it, but I was like, ah, it gave me numbers. Data works really well for me. So when we're going to set our realistic goal, we can set two different goals. We can set the revenue amount. So in this episode, we're talking about hitting $100,000. And the second thing is, is you can set a timeline for yourself. Now there's a saying that we overestimate what we can get done in a year and we underestimate what we can get done in three years. Okay. And so when you're thinking about this, I want you to just think about all of the things that take up your time. Do you have young children at home? Is this your side hustle? Are you full-time in product-based business? Are you all in and ready to grow this thing, right? Think about it for you where you're at, where you're at right now in this moment, stepping into this year on the goal that you want to have. So we're going to stop for a second. We're going to say, okay, what's the revenue I want to get to? And in what timeline do I want to get to it? And when you see that and you know that, then the second step that I want to tell you is that we can work backwards, right? It's math, not drama. That's what my life coach says to me all the time. I've had to learn it. So then we're going to look at it and we're going to say, okay, we're going to do what I did with Kef's Couture. And we're going to say, how many products do I have to sell to get to that amount of money? You can work backwards. You can reverse engineer your goal. So first, we're going to have the goal. We're going to set the target. We're going to have the goal. I think that's one of the most important things, right? And I want you to have the number. So I want you to have the the revenue you want to get to. Let's say in this next year, but if you want to get to six figures and the timeline in which you want to do it, Okay. Now, another thing that I want you to think about is you can also think of this as like a freedom number. So a freedom number is this idea of your target revenue, right? When I get there, right? This freedom number is going to help me pay myself, reinvest into this company so that I don't have to be pulling out of my own savings. I don't have to be putting things on credit cards, which credit cards are not a bad thing. And they're good for cash flow, especially in product-based businesses, But the idea is is looking at it, right? And then some of you might be working a full-time job and you might be thinking, if I could just get my business to make X amount of dollars, I can leave my full-time job, okay? So I want you to reverse engineer this number. We can call it a freedom number, the target revenue, the timeline. And then what I want us to do is we're going to create this pathway to your goal. So that pathway is thinking about a couple things, all right? So the first thing is that we want you to think about what your average order value is. So your average order value, if you're using a website, which I love like Shopify, for example, or any sort of backend data that you're getting, it will tell you that every order that you make 
yield about this amount of money, like your average order value. So I'm just going to do some quick math on my phone. So let's say it's $100,000 that we want to make, and our average order value is $35. I'm going to just divide that up. So I'm going to need to sell 2,857 orders at a $35 order value. Okay. Now, when I look at that, that might feel really overwhelming. I'm going to divide that by 12. So it's about 238 orders a month. Okay. Does that feel overwhelming to you as you hear that? It might. So if it, or it might feel totally doable, you might be like, wow. So then there's two things you can do when you're looking at numbers like this. Remember, it's math, not drama. This is just a math equation. It's just my son's in fifth grade. This is like fifth grade math. Then what we have to do is we have to decide, do we want to raise our average order value or do we want to get more customers to convert them to sales? And I will tell you that I like a good combination of both. I like a combination in which we do start to bump our average order value up and we're making more sales. So you're thinking, great, how do I do that? And so I'm going to tell you there's a couple things. One, you need to make sure your pricing is correct and that you have the right profit margins. If you do not know how to do this, please come join us inside of the workshops and the challenge that's coming up. We are here. We are going to help you figure out all of these details, okay? So the goal is, is that you're profitable. You have a profitable profit margin built into your business. Next is, can we create ways to get them to buy more? And there are strategies that we teach about this, right? That's another episode. I'm not going to dig into that. But then the second part is, is how do you then get more customers, more customers to know you exist, more customers to be there in order to convert? And then how do you get them to convert to buying from you? Okay. So it's this combination. If we can get both working, we can raise our average order value and we can get more customers to buy. We're going to get closer and closer to that $100,000 business. All right. Again, we're in math. But here's the next step. So I know I got into math, but I'm going to move out of that. And I'm going to say, what we need to do is we need to decide what you're going to be known for. Okay. You may have heard me talk about this when we talk about bestsellers. But what's really important is to know, what am I known for? What can I be known for? I know people have said, I'm the sugar cube lady. I'm the cake pop lady. I'm the candle lady. I'm the t-shirt guy. You know, I'm the, the dog collar person. People have used ways to say that's what I'm defined as, right? That's what you're known for. I need you to then decide an offer to create a strong offer around what you're known for. And eventually, if you don't already have that data, that will also define your best sellers because that's what we teach you to grow your business off of, right? What are you known for? What are people buying from you? And what do you know works and sells and people are attracted to because that's what we're going to do more of. We're not going to do all the other stuff, all the stuff that distracts us. We're going to do more of the stuff we can be known for and create really strong offers. We're digging into this inside of our workshops. We're digging in, into this inside of our Bestseller Secrets Challenge. If you come join us inside of the workshops, you are also going to be automatically invited into our five-day Bestseller Secrets Challenge. And so if and when you join us inside of those, we are actually going to be talking about how to discover what you're known for and then how you can create offers around them and sell them. So when I talk about this, when you know what you're known for, when you can create an, a strong offer, whether it's on an individual product or it's a combination of products together, 
That is in fact, what's going to attract customers to you. That is what's going to help people buy more. And when we create these, these bundles or combinations of products, then they're going to buy more from you. And that is how you raise your average order value with less customers, right? That's how you sell more and you do less. So we've talked about this idea of setting these goals, right? Working backwards to reach those goals, thinking about what that revenue is. And then the other part of this is thinking about what is the offer? What are we going to offer them? How are we going to hit these numbers? How are we going to get there? So once you start setting goals, you start figuring out your numbers, right? How many do I have to sell of X with an average order value of this? And then when you say, okay, what is my offer? What am I offering to my customers that I know that they're going to want to buy? What can I be known for and sell the heck out of that, right? Then it starts to get easier. That's when you get to start to measure what you're doing, right? You get to test and try. You get to see what works and what doesn't work. And then you get to repeat it, right? So once you start to get this data and work in this way, you get to start to repeat it. And when you repeat it and that repetitive action, that is when we start to really see the momentum pick up in your business. That's when we start to see the things that are working really well and you keep doing it. So then the third thing I want to say about all of this, right, is thinking about, all right, we've worked it out. We've set the goals. We've worked out the product. We've worked out the offer. We know about the numbers to get us there. Then we have to think about how do we scale it? How do we, when we get this data, when we get this information, how do we scale it? How do we get more people to know we exist? How do we get more, like, how do we build an audience, right? Because an audience is who we are going to sell to, to turn them into customers, And then how are we converting them? How are we selling? What sales channels or platforms are we working on? Okay, so that's the next part. Now, when we go back to this idea that you can build a six-figure business at your own pace, you absolutely can. And this is how. How is that then you decide... You got all the data. We can do that in the we can do that in the mornings before work, before our kids get up. We can do that at lunch breaks. We can do that late at night. The data part is easier. It's the thing that we can we can figure out what we need. Now, the second part of this, the part of selling it, the part of scaling your business, that's a question of you. So if we think about your own pace and we think about how long you want to take to get to six figures based on your life, little kids at home full-time job, retiring and exhausted and you just want to have something, or let's just say you've decided you're a full-time product boss and you want to try and hit, you know, six figures in the next six months, 10 months, a year, right? All completely possible. So again, remember my friend, it's your pace that you're going at. Then we have to think, well, how do I want to sell this thing? How do I want to market this thing? And that is where we have to decide our marketing plan and our sales plan. And the way that we teach it over at The Product Boss is that there are a lot of ways in which you can make sales and get more eyes on your business at the exact same time. And how you do that is with other people's platforms. Where other When I say other people's platforms or other sales channels that have built-in customer bases. So depending on your life and lifestyle, so for example, I know somebody who is a full-time vet She has her own practice, and she has created a product for pets, okay? She's created a product for pets. So she is doing that all day, every day, 
serving the animals. So she needed to figure out a way that she could sell these products without her having to do everything all day, every day. So her strategy is that she is going to sell on a platform like Amazon because Amazon has the customers. She just has to do the work once where she's setting up the listing. She's setting up um, ads on Amazon, pay-per-click ads, which we teach inside of Multi-Stream Machine. She's setting up the whole back end. And then she knows that the customers are there. So she's meeting them with the keywords. Then people are going to find her product. And she's doing it uh, fulfilled by Amazon. So she does not need to ship out every time she gets an order, which means she could be at her full-time job and then she has Amazon fulfilling for her. Does that make sense? So her path might be slower because she's straddling the line between two different places that she needs to be, but she does not have to fulfill her own product. And she really doesn't have to do a lot of the daily outreach and marketing. So that's something where you think about another person's platform. We think about Amazon. That's in other people's platforms. Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, so it is podcast recommendation time. And this month, I am so excited to share Latinx in Power, hosted by Teisa Fernandez and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Latinx in Power is a podcast that features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America and the Caribbean. Having the perspective of Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields is so invaluable. And they're aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives. And I don't know about you, but I love to listen to podcasts that interview leaders in different industries because you never know what nugget of advice you can pick up and apply to your own business. So I really love this recent episode titled From Legos to Microsoft with Pablo Veramendi. Pablo is the Director of Audience Evangelism at Microsoft. Yes, the Microsoft. And in this episode, Pablo discusses his Hispanic identity, passion for building communities through technology, and insights on the future of technology. And he even teased some upcoming projects at Microsoft. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Product Boss, and Happy New Year. I am so excited to be on this business journey with you. And now, as you may or may not know, I host workshops and challenges multiple times a year to support you as you grow your product-based business. And the best part is that they are totally free. That's why I'm so excited to announce my upcoming free workshop series, The Product Boss's Guide to Your Best Year Yet, where I'm sharing some of my best strategies for you to make 2024 your most successful year yet. Now, we're going to dive deep into how you can master your time. Trust me, it's a game changer. And oh, the stories I've got for you, like how brands like Stanley and Ugg made it big by staying focused. I'll show you that, yes, you can scale your small business, including your small handmade business, and still live your dream life. We'll also uncover those sneaky little things that might be holding you back. It's all about starting the year with a bang, thinking big and joining hands with a community that's all about lifting each other up. We're in this together through the highs and the lows. If you're ready to build a life and business that surpass your wildest dreams, join us. To join, all you have to do is pop over to theproductboss.com slash best. Or hey, if it's easier, just DM me 
best on Instagram and I'll make sure you're all set. Let's make this year our best one yet together. Another way that you can go about this is I'm just thinking about another one of our students and she sold kids clothing and she had a full-time job and two little kids. So she sold kids dresses, full-time job, two babies basically. And she was not making her product. She was manufacturing it somewhere else. So she knew that, okay, I can't make, I've got my full-time job. I've got little kids. Someone else is manufacturing it for me, but I need to figure out how I'm going to sell it. And she kept trying and trying to sell on Instagram and social media. She kept trying and trying to sell through influencers and through her own website. And turns out it was very hard. And to show up and do all the things that she wanted to do, it just didn't work. So what she did is she added on a sales channel of wholesale. So why I like wholesale, and that's actually my background, is that you can get more done with less people. So let me explain how that works. So she she decided, she actually is a student in multi-stream machine, and she decided that she was going to lean into wholesale. And so she figured out what she was known for, because at one point she was making all sorts of things, like tutus, and uh, the word onesie is trademarked by Gerber, but you know what I'm saying, like a little one piece of kids wear, and hats, and t-shirts, and dresses, and all these different pieces. It was too all over the place. So when she she had actually gone through our challenge, she figured out what she could be known for. She figured out what she could make her best sellers. And that's the thing that she decided that she was going to take to wholesale. And she, you know, she went into multi-stream machines. So she learned how to find wholesale customers, very different than the platform fair. So I'm just going to say that because the way I teach it is the way that I would do it today even and not rely on a platform that I'm waiting for people to come find me on. So she used what we teach inside of the program and she found her first store. And she reached out to the store with line sheets, which I teach inside the program and all the things, right? So she found her first store and they bought 18 dresses in a couple colors in the in her, the style that she's known for. And they bought 18 dresses. So think about that. If her average customer maybe bought one dress each, now she sold 18 at once to one store. What that means is that actually you need less customers, like wholesale customers, because that customer is then going to sell it to their customers, right? And so why I like wholesale, and I was just recently coaching one of my one of my other students on this, was that she doesn't have the capacity for the outreach and the things that you have to do on social and to drive traffic to your own website and all of that. So wholesale was the thing that she was able to sell 18 dresses in the first week. And then with by the end of that month, that same store came back and reordered and they doubled their order. Okay. So that means they ended up buying 36 dresses the next time. So update on that company, she hit $100,000 within like 10 months She was multiple six figures by the next year. And in three years, she hit a million dollars, obviously left her full-time job, was able to be with her kiddos, and her business is still very strongly rooted in wholesale. So why does that work with her schedule? Well, she had less people she had to sell to. She didn't have to do all the marketing on social media. She didn't even really have to create all the newsletters and all the things like that. She really just needed to focus on her wholesale buyers and to keep those relationships and to keep contacting them because you could sell more to less people when you're selling wholesale. Okay, so that's just another way, another way that a student was able to build a six-figure business 
with an offer of what they're known for without having to worry about all the other marketing, right? All the other stuff that goes into it. Now, listen, if I were starting my business today, I would have my own website. I would have a social media platform that I worked on, but I would also have additional sales channels. I love, they say you can't build on borrowed land. So I love having my own website. That means that I own that. And I love building an email list because I own those customers. But this happened for my business too. So going back to my story with Cuffs Couture, I tried to, I set up that goal. Remember that, that business plan? I set up my million dollar business plan. I have to just sell 8,000 cuffs. I launched my website in November. I made one sale about a week later to a friend because I told her my website was up. A week later, I got another sale. It was to the same address. So it was my friend's coworker who ordered stuff to their office. And that was it. And I realized, holy moly, if you build it, they will not come to the website by itself. So instead, I had to find another channel, another sales channel to sell to that already had built-in customers. And that's when I started selling wholesale. I knew wholesale from the jobs I had before. And that's when I did it. And I would go to trade shows and I did everything that I teach our students is I had a multi-stream machine. So I teach you exactly the things that I did. And I was able to start to get customers at stores. That's how Kim Kardashian ended up buying my product. Kim Kardashian went into a store in Beverly Hills. My cuffs were there. She bought them for her and her sisters. And I have a photo of her with my cuffs. I mean, imagine, I mean, today, I mean, Kim doesn't even do her own shopping, but back then, imagine that. That is what is like a natural way of growing. So what do I have then? Now I have a celebrity that I had a photo of wearing my cuffs. I'm selling to a store that I can now, you know, so multiple stores, they're selling to customers. And now people are starting to get to know my business. And then, then they're coming to my website to buy directly from me. So, and then the other thing that I also did, because I am not a person to sit back and relax, I'm like if I'm determined, I'm determined. I also did in-person markets. So in-person markets had that foot traffic. I was able to get people to walk by my booth and sell to them and collect their email addresses. So it had a built-in customer base. I did not have to invite the people to me. And I also hit six figures in my first year of business with my average order value being about $25. So it's totally possible. But it first starts with setting a goal. It starts with working backwards and saying, how many units do I need? It then goes into this realm of you figuring out what your offer is going to be. What am I going to be known for? What am I going to sell? How much do I want to sell of that? And how many customers do I need? And then it's thinking about how am I going to scale this? And it's determined by your own lifestyle. If it's a side hustle, you may want to work with another platform that has the customers that does the orders and fulfillment. And you don't necessarily need to do a lot of the marketing efforts in the very beginning that are like social media and building an email list and driving them all to your website. It's probably the hardest thing, even though it is one of the most important things that you have. It's a harder one to start with. So that is the thing I want you to think about. And so that's how you build a six-figure business at your own pace. You choose that timeline and you choose what you want to sell and how you're going to sell it. And then, my friends, you take action. So if you got nothing else from today's episode, I want you to remember these key points. I want you to remember to set realistic goals and achievable goals, but goals that you feel stretched to do, right? That might feel a little uneasy, but you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Second, it's going to be creating an offer. 
what you're known for, how you can sell that product, right? What is the thing that you can sell to people on multiple sales channels? And the third one is I want you to figure out what kind of sales channel or platform is best aligned with you and your lifestyle today and for the foreseeable future. And that's how you're going to be able to scale your business. That's how the customers are built in. And that's how you're going to be able to sell more. And when you follow these, these like three steps, I mean, there's more than that, but let's say those are the three main steps. You're not only building a business that's on its way to six figures, you're creating it alongside a lifestyle that works for you. And that, my friend, is the most important thing for you because that's why you've started your own business. So if you've loved this episode, if it's, you know, if it's been helpful to you, would you mind leaving a review for the podcast? It is super helpful. And if you're interested in diving deeper and really figuring out the the three takeaways that I believe get in your way of having your best year yet, then come join us, right? Let's let's go into this year strong together at theproductboss.com slash best. And make sure you're following us over on social media, right? On Instagram. There's lots of stuff happening there. The learning continues. You get to see behind the scenes stuff and it's really great. And remember, if you leave a review, I would be so grateful. All right, my friends, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We'll see you in the next episode. And I'm here to help you build a successful, profitable product-based business. And remember, this journey is best traveled at your own pace. So until next time, my friends, remember action takers are money makers. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.